Landon Castle, NASCAR driver and social media standout. Standout. That is nice. If you could describe this dinner with Racer in one word, what would it be? Wait, I wanted to say never again. Yeah, so you just said it. All right, we'll do it again. What the hell? Landon Castle, NASCAR driver and social media standout. If you could describe this dinner with racers in two words, what would it be? Never again. Fine. Nice. <laughs> 38. 38. Nice. nice. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio Welcome, Dinner with Racers, season two, still going. I'm uh, one of the hosts, Sean Heckman. <laughs> I'm Ryan Eversley. You're the one everybody actually knows about. Uh. And uh, Ryan and I are finishing up a 40-day journey across 29 states, driving 12,000 miles in our Honda Odyssey on uh, what, what tire? Continental tires. That's the Cross Contact LX20. That's correct. Uh, so continuing on, uh, sort of halfway through this journey, we were in North Carolina. And uh, when you're in North Carolina, you're going to come across a couple NASCAR drivers. And uh, the one that we really wanted to interview was the one other. that you're all hoping we're going to get, <laughs> you sports, sporty car fans, was uh, his official name, his legal name, his birthright Birth name, name, yes, is Landon Castle. But as far as we're concerned, his real name. Is Lando Casarician! Lando! Ideally dope. So, uh, just to give you a little bit of a, a brief career background on Landon. Oh, you're going to get on the uh, 110 South here. Okay. Uh, or do that. That's okay. So, here's the thing about uh, Landon. Um, he was part of that wave of short track guys that became development drivers uh, 10 years ago. He actually spent the early part of his career being a development and test driver for Hendrick Motorsports. He actually has the championship rings that uh, Jimmy Johnson That's earned right. uh, because he was part of the crew. Yep. And uh, he has since gone on to, to drive for a variety of teams in the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series, currently a driver for Front Row Motorsports. Uh, but here's the thing about Landon. Um, I knew about him just through being uh, in the scene and, and working for uh, one of the same teams. But uh, what I really didn't do lately is follow Landon on social media. Right. Ryan, on the other hand, followed him pretty closely and kept saying, like, dude, you got to follow this guy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. So finally I follow Lando. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I should have been following him the whole time. Right. I was like, yeah, we're getting this guy on because he is he gets it. awesome. Funny enough, Landon's uh, team sh or driver's shirt for purchase is uh, sold out. Yeah. You can't get him. We talk about why. And if you uh, Google Landon Castle race shirt, you'll see exactly what this guy's all about. He explains to us that it's not sports car racing, but it's sporty car racing. Yep. Among other things. So one thing you might notice about this episode is that it's actually the first and only one of season two that's out of order. And that's specifically because of Landon's social media presence. We wanted this episode to be episode 38. And he'll understand why, as will you when you listen. Uh, but anyway, after this episode is over, we're going to cut right back to going in the order that we actually recorded them. But we, we really wanted this one to be episode 38. But anyway, 
We ate at the Mellow Mushroom where, uh, what did you eat, Ryan? I believe Landon and I shared some cinnamon pretzels. It was a pretty good date. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty uh, excited about it. I had the chicken sandwich. You, okay. And uh, here's the thing about the Mellow Mushroom. So it's like a Tuesday night. Right. No one was there. Yeah, empty. And uh, so it's literally just us in the corner sitting by ourselves. Side by doing side. The, like side by side <laughs> sitting with headsets on. Just looking the part of like local AM DJs. Right. And uh, Landon calls us out the instant he walks Immediately. in. Immediately. Yeah. So hear that and more. I'd say press play, but you already did. So DJ, hit that shit. Cat metal tire. Honda Odyssey. Meow. All right. We're going to start in five, four, three, two. Oh, look who it is. Oh, he's there. All right. <laughs> Welcome. What's up, dudes? Good to see you again. Doing all right? Hop in there. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's right. That's exactly what we're going for. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe. You figured us out. Well, any minute now, there'll be tens of people. Yeah. Back on. We have people come up, like, yesterday we had lunch with, or dinner with Justin Marks, and this guy came up and he's like, I don't want to interrupt. And it's just the two of us waiting on him. Yeah. And he's like, where can I listen? We're like, we're not live. Oh. He was, like, yeah. more disappointed yeah. than anything. Yeah. What neighborhood are we in right now? Like, what part of Myers Park. Myers Park? Mm -hmm. Okay. What's this area known for? Uh, rich white people. Copy. 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 So who else, who do we know that lives near here? <laughs> I, hope, I hope that's not part of the podcast. <laughs> that's him. That's, that's him. Going, yeah. No, this is, uh, this is the f the oldest suburb okay. of Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just kind of a lot of old money, blue blood type southern people, southern money. Right. And, um, but it's super nice. The school district is nice. Okay. And we live in the maids' quarters area <laughs> of this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> what we call the downstairs. Right, right. Yeah. We, we run a uh, duplex up back. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, really. I think I'm I'm pretty sure that the street we live on, that the houses were once the maid's quarters for right. the for the right. people with money right. in this neighborhood. That's so. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Who else lives here? Um, There's a, a like a people like racing industry yeah, would know. Yeah, racing yeah, people. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Johnson lives a mile away. Oh, cool. Um, Let's go. And uh, he, his neighborhood is, um, isn't Myers Park, though. Um, so it's kind of like there's a few different neighborhoods, like Foxcroft and Eastover and Myers Park. And um, he, lives, uh, he lives just about a mile away. We don't have a yard. Like, that's yeah. – so uh, people – my house is on eight one-hundredths of an acre, if you can nice. visualize – I live How in Los Angeles. I absolutely can. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you so know. Yeah. Yep. Right. yeah. Yeah. My house is this. This restaurant is bigger than the entire than plot of plot. land that my house is on. <laughs> <laughs> so, if that uh, makes any sense, but we like it. I don't know. It's yeah. just. Uh, that I guess the only downsides we get are like, sometimes we just feel like gridlocked inside of our home. Yeah, uh, right. Can't right, really right. Get out. Like I get exactly. kind of like uh, parent guilt when my son like sees a plot of grass and yeah, he's the like playground and the whole bit <laughs> thinks it's the coolest thing ever <laughs> right. now, what is this like now what? do you do you <laughs> deliberately not visit people's homes that are nicer so that so that uh, so <laughs> he gets no ideas um i don't know i feel like <laughs> we um 
guess when we're looking at houses and stuff, we tend to, like anybody, it's like, okay, this is our budget. Why are we looking at houses <laughs> bigger than that or whatever? Sure, sure, sure. I think, w I think if you're, you know, you said you live in L.A., I guess if you're someone that lives in a city, you're just constantly balancing that, like those, the three most important things when it comes to, you know, buying your home, the right. size of your home, the size of the property, and your budget. No, you know, it's so purely quantity of homeless <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the amount of Asian people. Right. And that's really. <laughs> oh, we're going to get a beer. We're going to get alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> we get crazy. <laughs> what do you have? I've, I've never ordered a beer like with headphones on where right. I can hear myself talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, going to have to like, um, what do you have on top? If you need a ride, the van is. Uh, the Honda Odyssey will get The Honda Odyssey is in a really yeah. good shape. Yeah. <laughs> the Very nice. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to ride with this guy. I was going to say. I like how he hasn't mentioned anything about the cardboard yeah. cutout. No, just hanging out. Yeah. I just yeah. thought that was with the radio promotion for the uh, live remote <laughs> that we're doing. <laughs> the live show here. It's <laughs> part of the... Uh, WSB 850. <laughs> 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 we're live from Mellow Viper. Sure. I'm, right, exactly. I'm rocking. This is Mad Dog. <laughs> I've got like a f***ing bell for no reason. <laughs> Bing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Rock <Rocket>. it. <laughs> All right, we're going to do another uh, free appetizer giveaway here in about 10 <laughs> minutes after the next commercial break. <laughs> you hear a mellow mushroom. Yeah. Remember, all kids under 10 eat free. <laughs> Rock it! <laughs> okay. Now I kind of want an air horn. For those listening at home, you got to understand that there's maybe 10 people in this restaurant. Yeah. So. Are you worried about getting spotted and noticed? Is that ever a thing? Um, Not really. Yeah. Maybe... If I was up at the lake, like I yeah. would see like crew members, but right, right, <laughs> you, people you know. Like, yeah. right, right, right. Hey, are you landing Castle, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I get out my sharpie," and they're like, "I work on the 16 car." Yeah, like, right. Oh. <laughs> you owe me money. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Nope. I'm Eric Jones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you get do you get mistake? Because like this happened to Lally a bunch, and and you actually, Sean, who does PR and marketing actually at TRG for a little while when you were there. The same time. Same time. So shout yeah. out to the racers group? No. No. Negative. God, no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> shout out to my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, GRT. TGR. What was the... Uh, what was the... Was it GRT? No. The you talk about generic race team. Generic race team, yes. Huh. Who did that? I don't know. <laughs> that might have been me. <laughs> might have been me. That was back before iPhone screenshots, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I may. I remember the <laughs> you have not, you did not get to see the joy in my eyes when I saw that website. <laughs> All right. Shake my hand. <laughs> We're now buddies. That just makes it better. Like every time yeah, yeah. this comes up, you're like, ah. Yeah. According it may to the one day court of California. <laughs> no, according to it's full parity. It is, it is okay. Completely legal. It is okay. <laughs> State of California approved. If anybody wants to know what we're talking about, you're going to have to Google that. Yeah, go to Jalopnik. Yeah, Jalopnik has an article. They article. have like a GRT generic web race team yeah. website link thing yep. and, and then uh, you'll put two and two together. Um, <coughs> yeah. So Sean once was recognized as Carl Edwards because you guys both had a broken yeah. leg at the Well, same you can time. see the similarity, right? <laughs> the fitness. Yeah. The blonde hair. Right. The happiness on my eyes. Yeah. Right. You know. But does that happen? Do you ever, is anyone like, hey, are you Josh Wise? Because, um, like, you guys aren't in the known numbers of the known cars. Hey, like. Chad. I get I, – I, yeah, I mean, that's pretty common when you're a you – What do you call yourself? Middle-of-the-road race Mid NASCAR driver. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, a yeah. Pro professional race car driver. Just a right. professional guy <laughs> trying yeah, to make a, a living. Yeah. <laughs> but glad you put a name on it. Yeah. I feel like I'm more of, like, a semi-pro. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> semi-pro like race one car day, driver. One day you'll figure it out, right? right. You know, and then you'll make it up front with that well, car. You can legitimately say you're a front row driver. Yeah, I am a front row. Contracted. Yeah. Front, front yeah. row. It's in your contract that you're in the front row. <laughs> I was like scheming with my wife on how, you know, how to um, use Uber to make a couple extra bucks on my way to the shop on Tuesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten, you know, I, I, I Trevor Bain. I, I've gotten Jeff Gordon some. Right. Um, this weekend, like, somebody was like, I'd race your car in um, NASCAR Heat or the, the whatever the game is called in there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Which paint scheme do you run? And they're like, the 98. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Drive the 38. Totes. Yeah. <laughs> Totes. So should we jump right into it? Yeah, yeah let's here. get into it. So speaking of 38. Let's get with the content. 38. <laughs> let's get with the content. I, I, I need to know because in my head I know it. What's the voice that you hear when you tweet out 38 comma nice? In my head, I, like I'm, I'm almost scared to hear you say it because it's probably He's not built what it I up. hear it. I built, He's it, built up. it up. Well, that's what I'm saying is I don't know if I need to should ruin it or okay. like. I, I, I literally was like, this might not go well for you, Sean. Is that like when yeah. you never meet your heroes? Is that like <laughs> when you read every Harry Potter book as a child and then you watch the first movie and you're like, this isn't this isn't what I imagined? Right. I was like yeah. 40 when they this came out. <laughs> so you're 36. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen a South Park episode um, where? Uh, Kyle's if I make a few South Park references that's I all good that's yeah. all good yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where Kyle's little brother is sleeping with his teacher yeah oh god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that You're right kind of like that nice alright nice. yeah nice that's pretty close to what you had. You just had a, like a like a yeah. Mine's a little bit more aggressive. I'll, I'll I'll okay. So we, we don't if we, we don't want to. I guess there's a few dictations of it. It's like I could say like nice. Okay. Like, I kind of right. have that. Yeah. Right. We, you should probably start over at okay, the beginning of how you know who Landon is. Okay, so let's let, we'll give this start. Now, I, now the funny. truth is, I know Landon right. from the TRG right. days. Like, but we were literally two sides of the same disaster. <laughs> disaster. Of yeah, I think it's called a dumpster plot. fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond. So that's how I first knew you. Um, but uh, uh, you know, then as we start thinking about season two guests and who should we have on, and and uh, Ryan brings up what about Landon Castle, and I'm like, yeah, I mean. Sure. Yeah, I don't, you know, like not thinking much. The old TRG driver? Yeah, well, that, <laughs> honestly, that was my first reaction. Like, no, you should you should check him out on Twitter. And I think I was about a week in to, like, having you followed. And it was like, oh, yeah, okay. I can hang. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like we're, we're putting him on the couch. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, so. at midnight, I get this text from him. He's like, I get it. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he's like, the landing thing. I get it. <laughs> and I'm like, I go to your feed and I look at it, and you were like, one of the things I think you, you were do, retweeting grammar. Yeah, it was the, the grammar tweet. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. And I told him about that. I'm like, you got to just follow. He's really funny, <coughs> and, he, and he messes with people on another level that yeah. they don't even know what's happening. Yeah. And trolling uh, has become mainstream, though, so we've got to find a now new. Now you got to really get into the avenues of yep, it. Sure. Yeah. And so Sean's like, yeah. He like screen grabbed one of your like, uh, what for was take for granted? Yeah. Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but but the thirty-eight comma nice is the one that like I don't want to. See, I'm almost terrified of killing Santa. So uh, uh, so I'll I'll do one. Like and this is where all of my jokes are coming to die right here. <laughs> like, like I've built this brand for how many years and of just being podcast. lighthearted and having this great personality on Twitter, and everybody's gonna listen to this podcast and they're gonna Hundreds be like, he's not funny of people anymore. Will might <laughs> That's it. Tens of people will listen to this shit. Um. This will be the second episode. 38, that's nice. That's that's my car number, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. your car number. How do you find all the 38s that you comment on? 
Uh, Twitter search, man. You just Twitter search. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just the number 38. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's one of the glorious things about the racing industry in that they're like behind in technology. <laughs> is that like the most basic thing in the world like Twitter search which yeah. will find you the answers yeah. to any question yes, sure. yes. on Twitter right. Right. that your heart desires. Yeah. So you can just search take for granite. Yeah. That's find a 100 yeah. of them and off Yeah, and then yep, exactly. I'm just I'm just <laughs> passing I'm just repackaging it and and delivering the content to a new uh, to a Still new list of subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> last <laughs> night I oh, I'm yes, last night was Sunday night. On the plane I was bored and so I searched thirty eight mice. That right. Yeah, <laughs> we were looking at that today. I was like, what the f I had this? to dig for a while but <laughs> I found, <laughs> some, got found a handful of them. So that's what you do on the plane while other people like <laughs> Like sleep or like engineering notes, reading over their notes, <laughs> writing the race reports, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> working like on sponsor <laughs> proposals. Oh hey, I'm laughing that out loud, I'm looking at my yeah. phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because our background of our listeners is mostly road racing or sports car racing, give oh. a general synopsis of your career for the average listener. And you're a perfect. In between here, because you were, like you were named GQ's most stylish NASCAR driver. Yeah, big accomplishment. Right. I mean, once big, you hit that, it's deal, like, yeah. all right, hanging it up. I'm, right. I'm good. Um, you. <laughs> I think I was the de facto most. <laughs> right. They're <laughs> like, <stylish. who's> <laughs> who will call us back? Yeah. He likes. Yeah. Who calls back? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, like, where'd you get that sport coat, Belk? Uh, yeah, give it to him. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. Yeah, so, well, I grew up in Iowa, and um, a lot of dirt racing in Iowa. Um, I started out racing go-karts, and one of the coolest things that I appreciate about my racing career, and this is really just spearheaded by my dad, um, and I don't know why he did this or where his mind went on this, but <coughs> um, at a really young age, obviously, my parents saw like this passion for race cars and racing and and it was all things motorsports right. i mean like i've had a ford uh sports car poster with bill lester on it you know in my <laughs> nice in my bedroom <laughs> right next to my coca-cola family of drivers poster right, right? so yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's pretty much all things motorsports um i was attracted to so my parents you know just got me go-karts instead of baseball gloves yeah kind of that typical start but uh the one thing that was a little unique about me i think um is that i raced everything when i was a kid so i raced dirt and asphalt go-karts road course and ovals right and so i ran all of the ikf um dirt and asphalt stuff i ran the ikf road course stuff i ran wk dirt and asphalt and then i ran wk manufacturers cup right um back in the day and um i was like I, I mean, I, I wouldn't really say I was, like, some magical road course racer or anything like that. Um, I had some top fives in the Manufacturers Cup and um, had some <coughs> top fives in IKF Grand Nationals. But I won most of my races and That's stuff on dirt and asphalt ovals. What did your dad do for a living? Um, we own a car dealership in okay. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Okay, cool. And just we just kind of had our stuff in the trailer, and we would race a, a dirt race on Saturday night and then – go to Marshalltown, Iowa and right. race on the, on to the next thing. Uh, uh, road course, you know? Right. So, and then by the time I was like 14, 15, I was racing late models and we ran late models and modifieds pretty much all the time. And this is like early two thousands when this is like, Oh yeah. Like Oh three, Oh four, just when that sort of 
development era. Right. So, yeah, by that time, I'm like, you know, I'm a young teenager. I'm like 14, 15. And then, you know, you've got guys. I'm trying just trying to think of who at that time, you know, Todd Cleaver and David Stremme and like these Reed Sorensen. Like, (laughs) it's obvious that when you're 18, you're, you know, on the button to To get a ride. So I can't really say that when I was 14, I was thinking about that. Sure. It's funny because, like, I think when I was 14, I just knew I was going to be a NASCAR driver. I didn't, like, have any <laughs> yeah, you idea. Know, you have no you concept I mean? of like how I big just, the world is yeah, at that just, age. I didn't yeah. have a concept that, like, somebody was going to have to call me or that I was going right. to have right. to get, it's like, an opportunity. I was happen. just like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to race NASCAR. Like, yeah. right. it's going to happen, right? right. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna win, you know, I'm going to win my first race. What else you need? Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, th- through that whole time, I just, uh, we just raced a lot. I think that's a probably the biggest thing that helped me as a driver. Sure. So it was fun. Like, you know, I mean, I would like race my car and wreck it. And then I was just excited, just as excited to to fix it as I was, you know, (laughs) but I mean, I mean, I'm, this is not even a joke. When my senior year of high school, I used to get up before school and go to the shop and work in the shop before school. Sure. I would come and eat lunch at the shop and then I would work in the shop after school. Like I would just, I lived in the race shop. Yeah. And um, so I was just kind of like a grungy kid in high school. And um, I was right on the trailing edge of all the money and the opportunities that teams uh, were pouring into young drivers. Yeah. So I kind of just just caught the boat right. and um, and got a deal with Hendrick when I was 17. And um, when I went to Hendrick, I was a test driver uh, primarily, but they gave me a handful of Xfinity races and I won the Rookie of the Year. Uh, running a part-time schedule, but there really wasn't any more sponsorship for me to keep going, right. and and uh, and I probably didn't run as good as I needed to to really sure. like make it make it happen for myself. Okay. So, uh, but the biggest thing during that period, now you're kind of in this 2007 to 2011 period, is that I they they kept me employed testing. Right. Um, for Jimmy Johnson. And this was yeah exactly during the yep. during the time for Jimmy. And so. uh, and the coolest thing about that was like. This is when the COT car was brand new, and now the the Bush cars were still like the old. They hadn't turned to a COT or anything yet. So the new Cup car was completely different animal than the Bush cars were. Right. And so I was testing those Cup cars, and I had thousands of miles in these Cup cars, and there really weren't drivers that were translating from the Bush series to the Cup series. Yeah. Like right. You know, it's just the cars were so different, and I had all these miles. And then at the same time, this, you know, not really a new business model, but this business model of starting and parking um, was around and, and, you know, paid an awful lot of money to finish last place in a cup race. And nobody was really, you know, giving these teams a hard time. When I say nobody, I mean nobody at NASCAR was really giving them a hard time for just trying to make the race. And so... um, some of these teams that couldn't make the that were struggling to make the race were like looking for drivers they're like man we, we can't you know the drivers yeah. aren't fast enough to make the race we need somebody that can make the race yeah. so what is it a test driver in in nascar because i mean running test miles is one thing but from what i read it's it's everything as basic as literally driving in and out for pit stop practice i did everything i mean it was like and when i say i did everything i didn't do everything i just did i've done everything right, right you know right, jimmy right. was a huge piece of all of it and and the other drivers but like i was i was called to do everything from like you said pit stop practice to um 
I mean, we need to put a thousand miles on this motor, <laughs> you right, know, and right, it's right. like, yeah. and you go out and you literally just run laps and they change the tires and you, I, I mean, I've done a simulated race before yeah. by myself, by yourself, right, right, right. right. So just by three myself, and a half hours, of a just laps. 500 mile race. Uh, <laughs> does that include cautions? What's that? Does that include cautions? Like yeah. Well, I, we they didn't really throw random cautions like it was a caution in the middle of a run. Yeah. We just did it fuel run after fuel run okay. after fuel run. And um, the worst part is it was at Rockingham right. where oh, the wow, tires yeah. wear out so fast. Yeah. And, and like tire fall off is a really fun thing and we always talk about it and like right. cars slide around. Yeah. But it's really not when you're by yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. it's cool when you have cars to race to crash. Exactly. Stuff. <laughs> but like when you're by yourself and the car falls off three seconds over a 40 lap run, yeah, yeah. it's like like a jackass yeah, yeah. And you're like hey landon you courted the right rear again yeah like, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah i know yeah. <laughs> so i'm just trying to get this thing over with right. <laughs> but we yeah that was literally like pace laps green flag right right 40 lap ride come well in. that's the thing is like because of the <laughs> testing rules i don't know what they were in like 2007 but i assume the testing rules weren't too different in the sense that you couldn't go to a lot of the big cup tracks, right? So you're going to these random ass small so places. Yes, I've I've gone through that. I've gone through all of it pretty all much. The, because all the at, at some point, right. there's been times that we've been able to. When I first went in, <coughs> um, I wasn't. A, I was still young enough. I wasn't a licensed driver at sure. all. Right. And so we took a ARCA car to <laughs> some of the bigger tracks, and things like that. Yeah. Um, he just used I've quote fingers. I've done a lot of. <laughs> I've done a lot of ARCA tests. <laughs> Um, <laughs> at places like Pocono and Michigan and Kansas and things like that. Um, and then, you know, the rules got stricter, and we, we've tested in Milwaukee, and we've tested at Gresham, and we've tested at North Wilkesboro. Right. Yeah. And I've had cool experiences, too, with it where, like, um, we did a, uh, a test one time at Milwaukee where we did nothing but qualifying runs right. for two days. Well, that's that's got to be awesome. Runs. Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. days. Yeah. That sticker was up, sticker up, sticker yep. up. Yep. And, and yeah. we, we cycled the tires, so we had, like, four sets of tires that you would use at a time. And so you'd run stickers for four runs in a row. Yeah. And then your next four runs would be one run on those right. tires. And um, so we did two days of worth of this, this short track, flat track testing. Right. And then... Um, the very next week, the team went to Richmond and they qualified one, two, three, at Richmond, yeah, and it nice. was like, okay. oh, cool, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I think something. And then I've had like, um, I had a cool experience one time, and this is this just shows like how much I admire like Chad Knauss and his vision and and just his, their intensity. Um, at the time, he called me at like seven o'clock in the morning one morning and was like, "Where are you at?" I'm like, uh, I'm in bed yeah. in Charlotte. And he was like, can you get to North Wilkesboro right now? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, we need you to do a test. We got something that we want to try. It's for Loudon this weekend, which, you know, the two tracks are so different. But they had something they are going to try, and they thought they could figure it out at North Wilkesboro. Right, so we right. went there, and I got there, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. The hauler had just gotten there. It was like the 911 emergency yeah. test. Yeah. And Which uh, isn't a thing, by the way. Yeah, it's not yeah. really a thing. Like, they don't, like, <laughs> do that kind of thing. And, yeah. and, um, and that might even be a thing of the past. You know, they don't right. really do that kind of thing anymore. Sure, sure. But, but we did this test, and I was there till 5 or 6 in the afternoon. Chad even came to the test at the end of the day, and they were asking questions. And it was, you know, some front-end geometry that we were working on. And yeah. it was like, all right, cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for your help. That's great. And they went and won that loud in that weekend. Right. Yeah. And it was like running the geometry that we yeah. decided to run, yeah. you know, and it was like, man, that's cool. That's yeah, really yeah. Cool. yeah. It's got to be frustrating to not be the race driver, but when you see the results, exactly. you still know you're, you're a part of yeah. it. Yep. Yep. So a word about proving ground testing. Yeah. Have you guys ever done any of I that? Have, yeah. So have you done like the circle or is it straight, straight, straight line, line testing? Straight line. The proving grounds, 
some of the proving ground testing that I've done has been on a five mile circle. Yeah. And it's like a bank, like a dish. Progressive. Right. Kind right. Of yeah, like yeah, yeah. You're just sitting there. And um, <clears throat> you get pretty bored. Mm-hmm. Sure. But you're going, f- I mean, you're going 200 miles an right, hour out right. there. You know, you're just wide open on this, yeah. you know, on this circle. But like the car will just, will just sit. It'll find like a lane yeah. and it'll just go there. You can let go of the wheel and it won't, it'll just stay right on the track. And if the wind's blowing a certain direction, it'll go up like right. a couple feet on one side of the track, and it'll come back down a couple feet on the other side of the track. <laughs> and, you know, of course, like, first few times you do it, you're comfortable. You're like, ah, I let go of the wheel a bit. I'm like, oh, oh man, okay, that was cool. <laughs> right. You know, right. and then it's like, both you hands, know, oh, both hands on the wheel for right a minute. And then it's like, grab your phone, and you're like, take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, like, I would... It's the Tyrannosaurus arms that are selling the me on this the, the expert <laughs> level was uh, if you let go of the wheel and close your eyes for a few seconds. Oh, <laughs> at 200 miles an hour. And uh, <laughs> 200 miles an hour. All right. And uh, In a I never car. really, yeah. I never really timed myself. <laughs> right. But um, I'm pretty sure I held my, I could hold my eyes closed for like four or five seconds. So that's wow. Still I could. Like, uh, yeah. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and there's only like a guardrail, you know. Right. Right. And then desert. You remember tandem drafting? Like, you remember the tandem yeah, drafting yeah, yeah, at yeah, Super yeah. Speedways? We tested tandem drafting. Right. That's probably the most dangerous thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Cause it's not With li- Justin Algar pushing me. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which he did a good job. He was a good pusher. But it's just the two of you just in the, the middle two of, of us the desert and he's somewhere. Like, yeah. I mean, if he would have turned me, which, you right. know, happened eight times in every tandem drafting race that ever happened. Right. Yeah. If he would have, like, turned me and sent me back into the guardrail... Yeah, not a time. safer barrier. Yeah, right. a guardrail. It's a guardrail. We would be yeah. having this conversation via like a, like a Stephen Hawking. Yeah, it would have been like, yeah, right. <laughs> Thirty-eight. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if that would have ever happened. <laughs> That's what it would sound like. Thirty-eight. <laughs> nice. What? That's the next series. That's how it would sound. Thirty-eight. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I noticed about you on social media was that you interact with a, a group of the same kind of fans that are like they actually like actively cheer for like you or uh, Mike Bliss, you know, like these guys that are in the the underdog, the underdog, yeah, the underdog. That's the term. Does sporty car racing have that like group? Here's the problem. Uh, the difference they is used to. Like, I'm rooting for Dr. Johnson. No. 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 No, 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 no one's ever <laughs> doing that. <laughs> Lawyer Rick's going to get it this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no. It's The difference is, is like, there are lower-tier programs, but everybody can buy the same car. In fact, in some classes, you can only buy a car from a manufacturer. You can't build your own. Yeah. So it's like, as long as you have a half million bucks and I have a half million bucks, we can both get the same awesome Ferrari. Yeah. But how we run it after that is what dictates the pace. So I definitely have a group of fans that, like, really understand that yeah, and understand exactly. how the sport works. Right. And I think I <clears throat> those are the people that I you know can really team with on a weekend and just enjoy right. the race weekend, enjoy telling the story. Sure, sure. Enjoy ragging on, you know, the privileged class. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, would they turn on you if you started winning? Nah, no, 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 they would no own way. it. I mean yeah. I think they would be I think they would they would they would join in on it, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you go to LandonCastle.com, it's the best website I've ever seen. It's very elaborate. <laughs> it's, it's a really nice photo of you in nice clothes. There's a link that says, follow me on my social media feeds. I'll keep it interesting. And then there's a for sale link 
to the greatest racing T-shirt of all time. Of all time. Yeah. <laughs> your T-shirt. What car is it? Is it's it your Ford first? Festiva. Is it your first road car? It was yeah. It was my <laughs> high school car. Yeah, Ford Festiva. <laughs> it's like a 1990. Yeah. Two, it was an 89. <laughs> it's a, I'm sorry, 80, an 88. Um, the odometer stopped counting after 80,000 miles, so right. I, there's no there's no telling how many miles were actually on it. It w- it was a two door with a hatchback, manual transmission. Um, Viper red. <laughs> no, it was. I'm sure it was black from the factory, but it was faded to gray. <laughs> nice. And um, I was like the guy that gave rides home from school in right. high school. Right. Like people loaded up in that car right. on my way out of the parking lot. Like yeah. people would just run up to it and like open the door and be like, "I need a ride I home." Yeah. Right. I changed the oil in it one time, the day that I got it. <laughs> it was my brother's car, and uh, and we changed the clutch in it. Um, had to cut the motor mounts off the front because they were rusted out so bad. Solid. So the the motor mount goes over the sway bar, yeah. and so we had to, you know, just take a torch and cut it. Right. Because you have to pull the motor out to to get the transmission off and then change the clutch. So we did all that. We had a few extra nuts and bolts, but that was no big deal. Yeah. Put it back in. <laughs> of course, the motor mount is just sitting there, you know, Completely detached cheap. again. So the engine would twist up under yeah, torque right. and then slam down on the sway bar. <laughs> right. That was a pretty cool feature. <laughs> uh, changed it up. It's got fresh oil in it that day. And then from that point on, I would just put, like, fresh race oil. So, like, kind of like a lawnmower, top. you know. You just, yeah. like, yep. check the oil levels, and it was good. So I would just kind of to top sure. it off or whatever. Um, the... Uh, the fuel gauge only went to halfway, and then it would just drop completely. So you kind of had to, like, Good. mentally mileage it out. Because remember, the odometer didn't work either. Yes, yeah, so yeah. you don't yeah. know so where it works. <clears throat> yeah. So there's really no mile, you know. So so if it took, you know, if I if I was driving a lot or whatever, and it got to halfway in, like, three days, then I knew I could drive for a couple right. more days. But so we ran that thing out of gas so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so small, you just push it down Yeah, the well, so right? my best friend yeah. Danny had a Ford Tempo. And um, he would push me to the gas station. <laughs> like bumper to bumper? Bumper to bumper, yeah. yeah push me to the gas station. Um, <laughs> and this is now your 2016 T-shirt. So, so all of that said, we, um, we put it, we took, uh, and this is, this is one of my favorite things about this T-shirt that not a lot of people understand, is that in NASCAR, there's so many licensing rules. Yeah, sure, and like. Sure. You know, they've got the trust, and I, NASCAR licensing, uh, NASCAR corporate people are my friends, and I love them, and I hope they're listening to this. <laughs> Leave it in. So that I can <laughs> tell them that it's just annoying and it's screwed up, but I understand it's a big business, and Dale Jr. and Danica and all that and everything. But I can't just make something with a race car on it. Yeah. Right. Which you is know? kind of crazy. So, yeah, yeah I can't yeah, put yeah, my yeah. race car. And, and, and to be fair, you know, like I can't. You know, I wrote my team into it, and they're gonna—they need to approve stuff, yeah, and my sponsor right. needs to approve stuff, right. and it's like I don't want to deal with any of that. Sure. Yeah. Like I just wanted to get stuff out to my fans, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so we basically took this image of this car, this Ford Festiva, you know, took the Ford logo <laughs> off it, right. and put a 38 on it, but it's not in the style of my 38 number. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Snap Fitness is a really close company that I, that the sponsors me. And I work with them so close, okay so they approved it in a second, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. And. Uh, <laughs> And so we got Snap Fitness on it, but like we got all this branding on it that is clearly my shirt, but it doesn't have any like it's branding, no right. NASCAR branding, no anything. It's so yeah. on board. So it's so like bootlegged and everything. It's really <laughs> it's cool. It's the best NASCAR yeah. shirt. It's, it's the best racing shirt of all time. By far. So I th- I'm thinking um, how's one your, of my. How's your stock? So landoncastle.com. What's that? So, uh, so think about the holidays. Landoncastle.com. <laughs> how quickly can somebody get this if they order? You can't get it. So oh. we d- basically, oh. <coughs> um, we. Uh, 
I made this shirt, and I made only so many of them. Okay. And I we kind of hyped it up on social media. People started making memes of it on yeah. social media. Yeah, we saw. So like you saw, yeah, Absolutely. you start put uh, people were photoshopping the images on right. it, like putting yeah, yeah. it on Kanye West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw the that. President. Um, yeah. my, the president, yeah, the president, Lewis Hamilton <laughs> had a couple. Right. Uh, my favorite one was. Uh, Samantha Bush, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ryan Scott's wife, because they have like their fashion blogs, you right, know. <laughs> so right. like, it's that was the that was my favorite one. I can't remember who did that one, but um, so yeah, we got a ton of hype on social media, and I was so I launched it. Like I was like, okay, I'm doing the shirt, I'm doing the shirt, I'm doing the shirt. Right. And then two days later, I said, okay, there's it's limited time, and they're selling out. And I'm telling you, they're selling out. And they sold out in two days. Wow. And I cut them off. And I made a promise to all the people that bought that I'm not making any more. Uh, so, uh, Sean is very disappointed. Yeah, and my, I my physically do not have any. Like, Sean was going to make a pillow out of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's sad. See, so you're going to have to get one off the resale market or oh, something. It's, okay. heard it's like yeah, I bet uh, there's one on eBay. Buying yeah. Yeezys. Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if you're a real fan of our free podcast. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> What if – okay, keep going. Yeah, that's keep, it. I'm saying if you're a real fan of our free podcast, you, you would, give back. Oh, I thought you were going to say you'd recreate one because I think that's what we should not do. stealing his image. <laughs> no, we should do a bootleg version of his bootleg version. A oh, bootleg, yes. <laughs> From, like, my 1982 Honda Accord that I had right. growing up. Yeah, awesome. this is I mean, Sean Heckman. It was a Honda Accord, there so it would go. work. Yeah, 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 it's in. It's so okay. what I, what I want to <laughs> do, though, in my winter project is I, I want to start making more bootleg projects and stuff. I have, I have a um, – there's a thing here, but go on. I have a whiteboard at my house. <laughs> right. A f- I have a four <laughs> by like six foot whiteboard in my office. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and that's where I just have all my like stuff that I have out there. And over the past month, my whiteboard has taken a, the space of my whiteboard has been taken up by bootleg ideas. ideas. <laughs> and so I'm um, I'm kind of got this punch list I'm working through. And what, and I've what got do you think? What do you think? This won't air until November. November 18th something. at the earliest. Yeah. Uh, but people might not hear it until later. Uh, what do you, what's your? They're never gonna hear it. No one's gonna listen to this. <laughs> we said that last year. It backfired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, you can't say those things. Um, what item are you most excited about on the bootleg list? Is it the fanny pack? Um, Koozie. So I, I wouldn't. I would say it's not. I um, It's an indirect item. It's. I I'm the most excited about getting a cease and desist letter, <laughs> and that is we're going to get be, along real well. And that is what's going to go on a shirt, the letter itself. Can I give so you a company? <laughs> what the <that>? Lego. <laughs> Lego. Lego. That's a, that's a very fast way. Okay, to get good there. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah Lego. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for a cease and desist letter from somebody. Right. And so that the cease and desist that letter can go shirt. on a shirt. Yes. I love it. That's He's so. I like it. it. I know we're yeah. kind of two degrees separated, but that's that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. So tell me about the podcast. In terms, are you starting your own? Yeah, is that like what it is? There should be a late. Well, I've been talking. That, that's been a big. There it is. There, so every that's time we start, a a, there's at least thing. six people that come out of our, our, our podcast that start one. <laughs> yeah. Like last season, there was like five different ones that showed yeah, up. Yeah, right away. Like, huh, no yeah. one mentioned this while they we were doing up, it. They always hit up Ryan for some sponsorship contacts and me about equipment. Yeah. Like, so well, what should I use? Yeah, that's, that's no, dude. Today we got one. Hey, what yeah. headsets are those? Now, see, Nothing. The thing is, if you email me. Do you, do you tell them like. Look, man, it's not about the equipment; it's about the content. Oh it's no, because I know we suck. So that's not <laughs> an issue at all. That wouldn't fly. So, so like, uh, so first of all, yes, okay. I, I've, I have been, I have really been contemplating well, a podcast we over the past four months. I'm not sure. We have a pitch for you, actually. Oh God! And it includes NASCAR chasm, uh huh, and then the three of us, and maybe Justin Marks is like a operations manager because he's kind of like you know a little yep. bit more yep. mature. Uh, <laughs> we fix racing. 
the four of us as we see fit. Oh, that's because we sat down with Mass Carcasm the other day in Indy for lunch. Did you do a podcast? With yeah, him? yeah, and it was it was awesome. awesome. It was yeah. so fun. Dude, he is he's even better in real life. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. Sean had never met him before, but he's obviously familiar with him, and so he was like, "I don't know what we're getting. We'll just go for it." I'm like, "It's gonna be fine." And then it was fun. Yeah, really you know, we just yes. laughed the whole time. Yeah. But then he he pointed out that you did the mystery science. Theater thing did, with yeah, or whatever, yeah, yep. and that and Sean's like, yeah, we, we got to get the four. I think I think we could like we could form a super group, the four of us. A super group. We could form a super group. Like we we all put our rings in, <laughs> right. and like a and rainbow like light comes straight up. up. Yeah, yeah a rainbow <laughs> shoots up for some reason. Skittles come down. We will we all certainly off. piss off all of the superiors in our industry. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. We could easily make sure we get banned for life. I'm good. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> You're out. I'm, You're out. I don't have a career. Yeah, I'm good. So the structure of your podcast, like what? There isn't one. <laughs> like or what's the what it, yeah. like Stop. the business model? Not the business model. I don't care about the business model. What it, what is the podcast? Like, tell me, t- just tell me about it. Uh, okay, uh, well you can go to dinnerwithracers.com. Uh huh. Everything you need to know. Got it. Yeah. Um, 2008. You get into it with Bobby Hamilton Jr. What happened? Um. He. So I guess that you'd have to to tell that story properly. You'd have to rewind. Well, to tell the story properly, you'd have to have Bobby Jr. here. Eh, but he's never going to be so that. much better to have my side of the story only. Right. Um, he really thought that I wrecked him at Nashville. Yeah. Which was total BS. Yeah. I think he thought that I chopped him, and then he cut a tire from it and hit the wall. Okay. I do not remember chopping him. You know, now that I think of it like that, though... <laughs> <laughs> I must have. I'm pretty sure I just saw <laughs> a light bulb go off. <laughs> like, like eight was like, years oh, later. Oh, shit. I don't remember chopping that him, but maybe over. that's the point. <laughs> maybe I chopped him and never knew that he was there. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. I guess uh, either, regardless, he cut his tire and hit the wall and blamed it on me. And then three weeks later, or however long later, uh, I qualified on the pole right. in New Hampshire and we had to change our engine for some reason. So I had to start at the back, and I was just coming up through the field. We had a really fast car. And I went to pass him, and I passed him clean, and he just, like, crossed me over and just hooked me. Just wrecked, wrecked me. Yeah. Just flat-out wrecked me. And uh, and that was crappy, and I'm not one to, like, I don't I don't really, like, come unglued or anything. And I didn't come unglued then. Um, but uh, I waited a few weeks, and we were – there was a green-white – checkered finish at memphis i think another short track and i wasn't planning anything right but it just so happened that i was behind was him there, right. coming to the checker <laughs> <laughs> so it was like oh, i'm not really causing a caution or whatever and i just like hooked him <laughs> and it was like it was one of those coming. impulsive things yeah. where it's just like it's not really right to wreck someone on purpose but it just but i'm gonna right <laughs> 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 and um if he's listening, I'm sure he is. He, uh, <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but he uh, he approached my vehicle right after the race on pit road, and I got the uh, double bird from his wife. Classy, good. classy. She gave me the doubles like a lady. Now, now is, like a lady. is your wife ready to go? If if something she will happens, bird she's if ready for the double birds. Yeah, 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 I think okay. she will double bird. You've taught her. You're like, here's, here's what will she slap Max Pappas? She will. <laughs> I, I, you know, if she's willing to double bird, I'm sure she'll do anything okay. right. to defend my honor. <laughs> so the wife. So I've got I've got wife double birding me. Correct. Yeah. And then he comes to the window net, 
and like family affair. I think he was saying something to me, but his shield was down, and his head was just <laughs> nodding like a bobblehead. <laughs> and like he reached his hand in, like I was still buckled and everything. I was just sitting there, and like he reached his hand in, and when he reached his hand in, like I kind of like reached at his helmet, and then he backed away. Okay. And that was it. And then, uh, you know, they interviewed me, and I think I said something about the Hawaiian good luck sign, and that was about it. Nice. <coughs> nice. Okay. Um, but then never, it never got squashed later? There was never like a nah, hey, man? No, not really. I mean, okay. he just talked a lot of smack. and. Um, you, well, I actually, now I just remembered. I can't remember. I think it was after that. I can't remember if he called me or something. I can't remember. There might have been an exchange. Right. And that, that was the point that I decided – that phone calls after racing incidents is the dumbest thing in the world. Oh, oh, this so is a new theory, actually. I, uh, I do not partake in why is that post race phone because I think it's stupid. This is like this is this is a tough business, right? And you know, you just you know you so reap what you sow out there, and it's like hmm. if something happens, I mean, like I you know every once in a while, like I'll text with somebody, but not like over some wreck, you know, like oh, right. so you watch the cup race. In Talladega, yeah. I won't refer to this weekend, but I know the listeners are yeah, in November. Yeah, whatever. But the cup race in Talladega, like I came across David Reagan's nose because I thought I was clear. I wasn't. Um, cut across him. He kind of hooked me, and I almost wrecked. And then I saved it. Nothing happened, right? Right. Everybody's safe. So, like, David and I texted after the race, and I was like, thanks. <laughs> you know, and he was like, yeah, I thought we were all going to die. And I was like, yeah, LOL. But, uh-huh. like, but, yeah. but, like, I don't, you know, when you get in a confrontation with somebody, like, I'm I'm done texting. I'm done calling. But so is, 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 it, is it because you're in a race, these things are going to happen, get over it? Yeah, Or is exactly. it more like you'll set it a little oh, later, man, there's no I'm reason? I'm sorry. Right. No, it's okay. My spotter said you were clear. Right. Uh, no, please, don't be mad at me. Who's like the king of? We can bleep it, but who's the who's the most likely to do something shitty or stupid and then send you the oh hey man? Because I have like a couple of guys I race with that are always a problem, but then afterwards they're like they're like oh man it was just hard racing and you're like no asshole you suck yeah you know like <laughs> that's the tenth time won't be eleventh I don't know let's get some shit talking I don't how know. much of a douche is Joey Logano. Let's just get it out there. <laughs> Joey? Uh, he's all right. <laughs> we have no – we were talking about earlier. We're like, Joey's just like, eh, he's all right. I think we're good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Joey's all right. I th- but that's the problem. There's no douche. I mean, you know, I mean, of course Kyle Busch is a douche. He knows it. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be. Like, that's his that's place. His, that's, that's his, his place. People yeah. love him. Like, he's, he's polarizing. Like, I love him for it. Right. I think that's a, the best thing about him. He – Last year, he got all toned down and went and won a championship, but that's no fun. Right. <laughs> Be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you and Danica have had a couple of run-ins. We have, yeah. Everybody has, though, with Danica. Yeah, okay. it seems to be Fair like a, a weekly a kind of thing. Does so. she the type to confront you? Uh, <laughs> like, we, could, we don't have to go there. He doesn't text anymore. He said he doesn't yeah, text. I, I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't know. She, she could pull the move or she can confront you and, like, what are you going to do about it? You can't, you can't push back. Danica's funny because... She, like, comes unglued. Yeah. Right. So you can literally, like, you'll be at Martinsville, right? And, like, you know, you're just racing hard, and you hit her a few times, and it's like, ah, shit, I didn't mean to hit her, you know? And right. And it's like you hit her a couple more, and it's like, ah, I didn't mean to hit her, like, but we're all bottled up. And you get next to her, and she's, like, got her middle finger out. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, like, c- 
cutting down, cutting you onto the curve, right. and then like pounds you on a restart, pulls up next to you under caution. Right. Right. Let it go. Her spotters, you know, like comes tells you your spotter that she's mad, and you're like clearly, and, <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> dude, we're at Martinsville, chill out before you kill somebody. Right, right. But she she definitely comes unglued. But then is but she I think it works for her because she also is not afraid to wreck your ass. Oh yeah. Right. So <laughs> like I just avoid getting crappy with Danica because right. <laughs> it's you know kind of like you, you know whether so you're right or not about it she's she's gonna come back after you and sure. I just don't want to deal with it when <laughs> Lally was racing the stock cars he and I were roommates and he would get in a wreck with like he he would get caught up in someone else's wreck mm-hmm. and then hit like Jimmy Johnson or something and then the tweets would like come in like you wrecked Jimmy yeah piece of shit. like going crazy and you're like watching and it's like he he gets wrecked has no control, gets thrown into someone else. It's like a Daytona or something. Mm-hmm. And then, like, fans are singling him out in it. And I was like, man, this is crazy how much hatred there is. Mm-hmm. And it's not even his fault. It's just like, I'm mad my guy got wrecked. And now this dude's there. He's the target. That had to have happened when you had uh, the Danica thing because she was all pissy about yeah, it. Yeah, Danica fans, um, <clears throat> for the most part, will, like, there's a lot of Danica fans out there that do not care about what happened. Right. If you were involved in something with Danica – you are awful, and yeah. she deserves better, and and l- those are fun. And, like, junior fans, a lot of the same, yeah. you know, like those really passionate fans, they, they will defend their driver to no end. I can't wait until the day that I have, like, that level well, of, sure. of loyalty. But, like... You have the loyalty. <coughs> you just don't have the The, the, the base, the size yeah. Yet. Like, yeah. I, we need to, like, reach far and wide. Keep selling those shirts, man. The, um, <laughs> the best, though, I had... Um, I had an incident with Kevin Harvick earlier this year. Oh, okay. And he he like ran his mouth about me because I I I think I like turned the ninety eight car. I turned somebody coming to the checkered at Talladega in the spring. Yeah. And he got caught up in the wreck. And of course they interview Harvick. They don't interview me after mm-hmm. the wreck. And Harvick's like, yeah, the thirty eight was trying to wreck somebody all day, and he finally did it. And right, then, right, right. And it and it was stupid because. If anybody can remember, Harvick was the one that caused the wreck that almost killed Austin Dillon at Daytona, yeah. sent him into the grandstands. Right. Right. In the same context, right? Coming to the checkered, hooks somebody by the left rear, causes big wreck. So, like, you know, Harvick's, but he's, of course, spouting off on me for doing yeah. the same thing. And I'm like, you know, I got called by reporters, and they're asking me, you know, Harvick said this about you, and what do you think? And I was like, Harvick's just thin skinned. Like, he just needs to get over it. Yeah. I can't remember if I said anything more about that. And there's only a few Harvick fans that were like, oh, Landon, you don't, you know, shut yeah. up or whatever. But, like, a lot of people were like, eh, yeah, you know. Well. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> you are still you're younger than I thought you were. Like, I thought we were the same age. You're 27? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Fucking you've hell. been – right. Um, the average age of, like, the go-to NASCAR winner right now, if you take out, like – well, ch- not that Chase or Austin have won yet, but, like – the like the main guys, mm-hmm. they're all kind of the same age, you know, like Boyers and Jimmies and like almost Zos. forty or whatever. Yeah, and thirteen I, years away from that. Right, you still have a long way to go, and you've now proven to be a development driver of a, the highest caliber. You have that, this is a cool thing. I don't know if road racing fans wouldn't know this. Most likely, I didn't know this. You have championship rings mm-hmm. from the years the forty-eight one. Yep. Because you were the test driver, mm-hmm. and everybody on the team, including the guy that helps develop that car, gets a ring, and you're a part of that victory. Yeah. That's so cool. They don't do that in sports car racing. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. It's no, it's a big, it's a big place though. It's a big team. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a big, really big rings. really neat thing that they do over there. Really big team. Um, really nice those, things. You have those. Shut up. You have those <laughs> rings, so you can. <laughs> what's the game plan? Like you're you're not here to just run around in the middle seat uh, in twenty eighth place or whatever. You're right. trying to get into one of these top teams. How do you do it? What's the what's the goal? I mean, I think, I uh, honestly, as hard as it is to do, like I, just, I need to win a race somehow. Right. Whether it's at Talladega or. You know, we surprised somebody. I mean, Regan Smith won the Southern 500 driving for Furniture Row before Furniture Row was who they are now. Yeah. And he didn't get enough credit for it. I don't know why. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know why he, the doors didn't open for him. But, uh, you know, if I can be with the 38 team for a couple years and, and, and or even long term and build them into a winning team. Yeah. But, you know, build them to a point where they're way more competitive th than they are now. And somebody sees that in me and sees that I was a part of that development right. um, and gives me the credit. For, and I'm not asking for all the credit because I, I don't want that to come out the wrong way, but more like sees it like, look, this guy is capable of building something or this guy is capable of taking something to the next right. level, whether yeah. it's a 30th place team to being 20th or 20th to being 10th. And, and, it, it, you know, and that could be in the form of a sponsor that says, hey, we're, we feel like we're overpaying for what we're getting at – you know, championship team XYZ, yeah. and we're gonna fund your team, and that elevates Front Row Motorsports to being, to being able to develop our own technology and right, do the right. things that all the big teams are doing. Right. Or it's a big team owner that says, you know, a Roger Penske or whoever, and and I do feel like the value that I have in my career and as a driver is that at some point somebody's gonna look at me and be like, okay, this guy's been in the garage for 10 years he's did all this testing he's been driving cup cars for this long yeah he does a darn good job and wait he's 29 right 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 you know he's still i am not trying to get like scientific but like the statistical prime of a sprint cup driver is age 35 yeah right and like i'm still seven years away from right that. right so i mean shoot i've got you know it, it, i guess with that said it could be you know 30 31 who knows yeah, like, yeah so there's still gonna be young drivers coming up though and they're gonna get opportunities at right. hendrick and at penske and at wherever but <clears throat> one of those teams is going to be in a position to say you know hey this is the demographic of driver that we need so right or like i said it's going to be a sponsor that that i've known personally for five years and right. they've you know, I've been here for so long, and they finally say, you know what, we like what you're doing in Front Row, right. and we're going to support Front Row. And yeah. We love those T-shirts. Yeah, we love, <laughs> we those love that bootleg T-shirt. Yeah. We, we don't like uh, that podcast that you did, though. Marty Smith, we had breakfast with him this morning at, like, <laughs> like 7 a.m., yeah. which meant we had to be there at 6, which yeah, meant we had to be there at 5. I have a question for Marty Smith. Is your accent real? It's real. It's pretty yeah. authentic. Is it real? He gets a lot of grief about yeah. it, apparently. So... Marty Smith asked. Dang, I thought that was original. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> Maybe next time, kiddo. You're right. out of our super so. team. <laughs> you're, you're out. You're, you're out the show. Yep. So, you know how Steve Luvender has, like, makes Twitter bots and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, I've, I've been trying to get him to make a Marty Smith um, tweet generator. Okay. So, like, take this. all of Marty's tweets, mm -hmm. but then generate them into <laughs> one tweet at a time. Yeah. Because yeah. Marty has so many good, like, big words that are they could just become like passion sure. yeah. and like because he likes to drive home like this emotion into one single word like that's something that he tends to do he used one this morning i had no idea what he said 
You're sitting like, there with a thesaurus. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna Google that later. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Landon Castle, how are you still racing? Because you're a kid from the driver de development era, where they just threw contracts at everyone, and all of those kids went away, and you're still here. How? Um. Why are you not David Rudiman or, you know, uh, what's his face, Reed Sorensen, you know, Todd Cleaver? Am I saying that right? Todd Cleaver, yeah. That's yeah, 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 Parker Kligerman. I don't know. I mean, I just, I think I, I think one thing, and, and I don't, I guess I hate to speak for those drivers because I don't know the positions sure. that they were in in their careers. Well, or we're forcing or you what to, so. decisions they made or, or didn't make, but I do feel like one of the recurring themes that I hear from drivers are, um, you know, well, I don't want to do anything unless it's good equipment or unless I have a shot at winning or unless right. I have a – and people just wait and wait and wait or they think something's going to come along and the next thing you know they haven't driven a car in two years. Yeah. And they're just in, – in the, that generation has surpassed them. And, right. you know, I just was in a position – I mean, I, I'm – Would other guys have I passed the testing opportunity because it wasn't a race seat? No, I don't think people wouldn't have – past testing opportunities so that was probably a big piece that kind of like that was maybe the foundation for it but mm -hmm. I would say the biggest reason I was got full time in the cup series is because I was willing to start in park yeah right. and I was willing to drive you know for TRG yep. <laughs> for free Ooh. whether <laughs> I wanted to or not man <laughs> 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 wow, that's a reoccurring theme huh. amount everybody Wait. that ever worked there so which chassis is yours <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly go claim my car um drive for you know small for teams in starting park um I, w I was willing to do that when a lot of drivers were like well i'll never do that i need to be in good equipment because i don't want to make myself look bad right, right but at the same time i built i was building up a reputation of people that were like wow he qualified 15th at michigan in a starting park car right yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. holy crap yeah. and the funny thing is like I start that. I mean, that's a that's a real story. Like I qualified 15th in a starting park car. It had a Hendrick engine in it. Right. I mean, it wasn't like crappy equipment. Now, obviously, it wasn't it wasn't like the most you know gorgeous, right. brand new, top of the line car. But it had a Hendrick engine. Yeah, I mean, right, that's yeah, a yeah. pretty good thing to have in Michigan. Right, right. But if somebody gets hurt, you're freshest on their mind because you were at the track the week. Exactly. Yeah. And or you know, when I got my first ride from James Finch in Phoenix Racing, Bill Elliott was, you know, they were kind of running him out, and <coughs> it was time to find a new deal, and and that's. Who I did a lot of starting parking for. Yeah, and uh, and so I I just was willing to put in the work. And you know, for guys like Todd Cleaver, I don't. He may have never gotten that opportunity, even put in the work. Right. Or maybe he just didn't want to. I don't know. You know, I I, I kind of was in a spot where um, my family owns a car business in Iowa, and that could be a really good business for me to go home and be a part of the family family business. And and I look forward to doing that someday and I think I when I was in that time period of my career I was like not yet right, right. you know like I want to be a professional race car driver right. for a little bit longer right. yeah. and I couldn't be a professional race car driver and sit on the couch you don't have to answer this but um, just to compare to like a sports car driver a sports car driver gets uh, a top level sports car guy probably makes the low end of six figures ish where does where does a, a guy in your position kind of fit in that spectrum? Millions. Millions. Mm. Ten million a year. <laughs> um, got that NASCAR again, money. You, you got, got that, that NASCAR, NASCAR money. money. <laughs> that NASCAR money. I'm sure you guys talk about NASCAR money over in sports cars. We're not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's not us. It's another the fans. driver that like 
has a pretty decent sense of humor is Ryan Truex. Okay. Okay. I call him Ryan Truex Jr. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he sent me a snap the other day of like a shopping bag at PacSun, and he was like getting some shopping in, and I just so happened had been shopping at Barney's. <laughs> A douche. <laughs> and so I snapped him back a bag from Barney's, and I was like, hey. <laughs> and he was like, damn cup driver. <laughs> Got that NASCAR money. <laughs> NASCAR money. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's a, it is a good living being a professional driver. I, I mean, it's just so different for each deal, though, sure. because, Could I mean, I drove for BK Racing, and – you know, I was contracted to make a certain amount of, amount of money, and it didn't pay me. Right. You know, and they have their reasons, and, you know, and and then you got deals like the TRG deal where it's like they had a reputation for not paying their drivers. Yeah, oh, right. I wasn't just the drivers. <coughs> <laughs> right. The media department didn't the do so well. <laughs> so the media department got paid other ways. Um, and then you have deals where the drivers are – Bringing sponsors to the deal and they take all the money off the top and yeah yeah, I mean there's drivers at my level, running whatever 25th or whatever or 20th every week right, and they brought the sponsor. I mean shoot as long as the sponsor is enough to pay for what the team wants you. It's yours after that. You do yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah yeah sure. However your deal works. Sure I mean, yeah, sure. yeah. Probably m- making two million bucks. I don't know. Right. Sure. sure. So. Front row is cool though because Bob Jenkins is an owner that underwrites the program himself, and he he owns a he owns a lot of Taco Bell fran- franchises, and yeah, um, you know racing is his hobby, and you right. know he's built this team, and they've got they do have a lot of sponsorship with Loves and CSX, You're right, yeah. <coughs> and uh, um, and so we have some other sponsorship that kind of comes in and pieces it, pieces it all together, and he has a budget that the team kind of operates on, and. You know, it's a modest budget for a team, and he's willing to – he has a certain amount that I'm sure – Sure. He kind of says, I'm willing to part way this much, and this is what you got, so go race. What my yeah. wife will let me do or right, what I'm, right. my threshold is. and Yeah. Hopefully we can fill in that gap with sponsorship, but if not, he, you know, he employs Do you get the everybody's a salesman speech? Hmm? Do you get the everybody's a salesman speech? It's probably more for the the, the – the nine to five jobs but like whenever you're at a small business outside of motorsports it's very common for everybody that works at that company to be like look everyone's a salesman which is sort of the first sign that your company's about to go under (laughs) (laughs) Um, we learn this because then they contract us to make a video and don't pay us uh but uh uh, do you get a little bit of that with a team like that 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 you know they're looking to you to to quarterback some of the sponsorship (coughs) that sort of thing i think that's a natural thing as a driver yeah yeah, for sure you know it's just like that's just part of your job yep and as long as you're, if you're, if you got half a brain in you, then you know that you need to take care of these sponsors. Right. You need to kind of try to find new ones and <coughs> do your part. Um, I don't do as much of like sponsor pitching as I used to do. Um, I've, I've over the past few years, I've really focused on just cultivating relationships. Yeah. Right. <coughs> and and just watching them kind of. Yeah. Um. You just kind of seed them and then watch them harvest and 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 I mean I've had sponsorship deals and things like that come together in the past year that took three years. Yeah, yeah sort of just you know. Yeah. I I and it's hard to be. I mean, I'm fortunate of being able to drive for someone like Bob Jenkins, where there, um, you know, y- there's the urgency to find sponsorship, but then also, 
you know, I can focus on driving and I can focus on harvesting these relationships right. that I've built over the past few years so that you're not pressuring people to give you money. Right. You're in a and then you're also program. not coming up with some crappy program for yeah. them yeah. that's going to end up bad for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I need to check now <coughs> if it's going right, to be Right, exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, I, I feel like I have a handful of people that I've worked on for years that when the timing's right, I can call them up and be like, hey, right. I, this is, I need I you for thing. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I and, know that works. and this is going to work well. And, and, and those are the deals that actually happen. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we got to, if you're cool with this, we got to go down the, the other road, which is the in, in IndyCar and road racing, it, we uh, we have a lot of these stories. I have to imagine the NASCAR world is, is 10 times worse, is the, the guy who's got a sponsor and it was never real to begin with and he just wanted to talk you into lunch a couple times. Oh, there's thousands of those. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, called, it's called Dinner with Racers. <laughs> hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I go down every single one of those paths. Because <laughs> you kind of have to, though, don't you? <laughs> yes, but, but I also... because you know they're fake. Listen, man. Let me tell you something. You're the guy that replies to the email that's like, I need 10 grand to get out of this country. Hey. And you're like, okay, where do I send it? Right. <laughs> info at Landon Castle. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, though. For every guy that runs his mouth about having a $3 million sponsor, yeah. those guys are always charismatic. They always run their mouths. Sure. They always jump at the first chance to do something. Sure. And they can always come up with 50 grand if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> so for every guy that's told me that he has a million, right. he's at least come up with 50 grand okay. once. Right, okay. right. So like, okay, he's my one-off. Right. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. These, are, these are the one-offs. I, I've, I've, do you go down the road knowing you're going to be entertained, though? Um, or, or just knowing that you're like kind of like this guy's full of it? Or yeah. Like, yeah. Like, All right, let's see where this goes. I, I, I entertain those <laughs> deals a lot of times because I just want to hear. Like, I want to hear. Like, they all believe it. You yeah, know what right. I mean? So, like, I want to hear what's going on. And yeah, it helps me kind of put give together. Give me the crazy. Give me the crazy. You know, it helps me kind of put together what you've got. And, and some of them are just so blatant that you're just like, so I know this. I mean, the first time they say energy drink, then you know that it's like <laughs> right, a right. BS deal. Right, right. Like, yeah. if, like there, there are trigger words, right? Energy <laughs> drink, distribution. We've <laughs> had this Synergy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Synergy, organic. Right. Like uh, it's going to be like Facebook, but for racing. <laughs> right. That's yeah, a, yeah, that's a real that pitch you yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook for racing. But for racing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah, as yeah. soon as they start talking about like distribution or retailers or whatever, then you know that it's like, okay. This <clears> isn't real. Right. As soon I mean, as they I, get their funding. I actually, I had a deal once that. It was a, you know, it was a throwaway product that, you know, they made for 39 cents and sold it for $12. And it was the most perfect thing ever. And if we could get them into Menards, it would be, uh, you know, the biggest deal ever. Right. right. And we literally got them in Menards. It happened. Right. right. And right. they could not produce the order. No. Like, oh. couldn't produce the order. Like, like they got the PO and like, everything. Yeah, yeah, like they just couldn't. Su they couldn't, they couldn't fulfill make the it. Like their supplier, units. and and but the funny thing is, like I learned a lot about the supply chain through that experience. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> like I, you know, sure. you, on the surface, you see this guy with a product and the branding and yeah, it's yeah. physical. You know, it's in your hands. I'm holding the product, right? And right. I see how it works. Right. I see the branding, and he tells me, man, if we sell five million of these, and you know, we'll be able to have two million dollars of to go into racing and it's like oh perfect oh if I could get into Menards and only have one skew in each Menards around the country right. we'd be and it's like wow okay and I you know we worked our tails off and we got them into Menards and they did a test order and you know he only he had to provide like a couple thousand units for the test order right so he provided the, the units 
and they sold out, right? And it was just like, okay, we're ready Let's for go. a real, or yeah. real order. Thirty we million. Need, right. Yeah, we need three hundred thousand units. And it was like, do it. Uh, guy goes disappeared, no. right? Oh. Like, could not produce three hundred thousand units, and it was just like, okay, I just learned a lesson on how to properly scale your company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so. You know, the guy the yeah. whole time was sent us on a mission that he knew, like, I, no way at the end of the day, this. like, you knew, that in the back of the mind, he was scared to death to get that business. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, it's going really well. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 right. like, Meeting oh, went great. Yeah. No. How am I going to call this, like, you know, uh, I'm sure, like, in reality, the place in China that was making them was, like, probably some one-man shop. Yeah, yeah exactly. could only turn out 50 units a day. I got a guy that I call Bob the Hustler, and he just, like... I'm already in on Bob the Hustler. <laughs> like, oh, I know. He's we're getting best. him. Yeah, we're getting next. him for the like, show. I can't tomorrow. tell you how many $10 million sponsors I've pitched with Bob with the Hustler. Bob the Hustler. Right. But right. you know what? He's brought me 150 grand worth of deals. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. No. hey, it's, yeah. you know, like, th I mean, yeah, he'll call me tomorrow and probably tell me he's right. got an in at Apple, right? Right. right. <laughs> I got this new startup kit. <laughs> right, yeah. right. You know, like Google is going to sponsor us. Right. But it's 150 grand he didn't have. Yeah, I mean. So wh we have a couple of investment potential <laughs> opportunities for you. <laughs> no, we got here. One, one of which, uh, uh, Lally and I have talked about this. I don't know if you've ever been on this conversation. I don't but know. Lally and Potter and I have talked about this. I want to develop a convention for these guys. Oh, but yeah. But not let them in yeah, on yeah, what it is. Like, yeah. It's going to be a marketing convention, and all we invite is all these guys, and we just put them in one room and we record the conversation just to hear them fillet each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Just the um, whole... Well, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what we're going to do. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't know. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're listening, <laughs> you're coming. They're all, it'll all end up. They would kill each what other. What will come out of it is I'm you're going to gonna end up with an energy drink guy. <laughs> yep, yep. And then you're going to end up with a guy that has a connection to AmeriCrown or something like that. It's, right. It's, yeah, and, 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 and boner <coughs> pills. There's going to be boner right, pills in there. There'll be boner point. pills in there. <laughs> and essentially... By the time they finally break the ice with each other, they're going to come up with, they're going to figure out with the bottom dollar in their heads, right? Because right. this is no, there's no, like, the Nothing actual decision maker, right, the actual right. decision makers are not here. And they're just going to end up coming up with the bottom dollar that needs to be made that can happen. And then they're going to be able to say, oh, man, and we can take this much off the top. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I want to do it. Yeah. I'm telling you, we all pitch in just, like, we already pitch in just a few hundred bucks. We just have to rent. A convention center, we, right? That's no, it. No, we just rent like a hotel. We could rent a Ramada Inn <laughs> ballroom, you know? Fair enough. Okay. Ballroom at the Ramada Inn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just get these guys all together. I would be entertained, and it's for me. All right, well, that's all that matters. Yeah. My judge of, like, these kinds of meetings was always who picks up the check. Oh, yeah, okay, 100% cool. agree with you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I did the exact same these thing. These guys, like, get so excited about getting you out to dinner, yeah. and this person's super interested, yeah. and we need to get you in touch, and they go out there, and, like, they're the ones that orchestrated it. Yep. And the check comes, and you're like, Ooh. what are we doing? Ooh. Because <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. one of two things. If the prospect picks up the check, then you know it's maybe a serious thing. Yeah. Right. If or the hustler picks up the check, then you know, hey, he's kind of an upstanding guy, right? right? He recognizes that if the hustler doesn't pick up the check, then you know he's a schmuck, which we knew that anyways, but right. it's just fun to confirm, right? Right. Now I see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you've gotten to drive a lot of paint schemes in your career. Paint schemes. What was the most embarrassing one? Um, embarrassing. Yeah, like, Not embarrassing uh, anything. Dick boner pills again. Oh. Like there had to be something where you're like, 
I don't want to put that suit on. Can I wear I the mean, black the, suit? What about the, the Governor Rick Perry? The <laughs> you drove a Governor Rick Perry car. You <laughs> yeah. did burnouts out of a <laughs> tent for it. We had a Trump car. And it was, oh. Did yeah, you really see? get a Trump car? See? No. Oh. It would be cool to like, have like a Hillary car or a Bernie car. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. Boom. There you go. Um, I had a pink uh, Burger King, pink smoothies car, and that generates a lot of attention. Sure. Yeah. Um, the uh, the oh man, I'm trying to think of the name. The wildfire camo car <laughs> that I drove. Do you yeah. remember that? Was that like not that long ago? It wasn't too long ago. A couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. Like. I, I I like I always felt like, wow, this is really on brand. I'm Landon Castle when I'm murdering animals. <laughs> right, <I'm> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. I, 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 like I don't always dip my guns in wrapped camo, but when I do, I use wildfire camo. <laughs> I don't think we covered it, but like I mean, you're a you're a devout vegan. And you did a whole year with BK Racing. Bur <laughs> Burger King. The, yeah, the Burger yeah. King-owned group. That was before oh. my vegan prowess. Oh, was okay. it? Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So it wasn't quite the conflict. No, but my wife was at the time, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So what, what caused the – or maybe cause is the right word, but what <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's not a choice. <laughs> 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 I was born this way. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's a crazy way we didn't know you were vegan because you didn't come out and announce it before you. Yeah, you down. haven't forced it into my life yet, yeah. so I don't know. <laughs> forced it into <laughs> your life. For the record, you guys brought it up and asked. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, no, yeah. All those jokes that are like, uh, you know, how do you know if there's a vegan around? Don't worry, I'll <laughs> can tell you. He'll tell you. <laughs> the same goes for CrossFit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my wife has been a vegetarian for a long time. <coughs> for health or animals. Um, for health reasons. Yeah. Her grandmother died of colon cancer, and I guess the when her grandmother got colon cancer, the doctor was like, "Well, she could eat less rest red meat." Yeah. And then my wife in college actually took a class that was called "How Not to Die from Cancer" or "How to Not Die from Cancer" or something like that. And <laughs> she says that the professor on the first day, the first thing the professor said was, "Just FYI, we're going to learn a lot in this class." But if you're a vegetarian, your chances of dying of cancer are cut by like 80%. <laughs> Just and wow. you guys so know. she was like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And um, so, anyway, she's been a vegetarian for like 10 years. And uh, when we were dating, she wasn't vegan. Like, uh, really, the only thing from being vegan for her was like cheese, because wine and cheese is a very nice thing to, to blend. Not in a blender, but like eat together. <laughs> livery? Like what does livery mean? Clarifying there. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, I, I would. Um, I'm I'm kind of a bottomless pit when it comes to food. Okay. And so she would. Her policy at home was like, I'm not gonna cook you any meat or anything. You're eating, like you can either make your own food or you just eat what I make. Yeah. But, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, so she she started eating eating really healthy at home, and we never had cheese in the house. We never had dairy in the house, so we we're pretty much eating vegan at home. And then we'd go out to dinner, and we'd have cheese or whatever. There's cream on our food or mm -hmm. something. And then I'd go on the road, and I'm, like, eating Chick-fil-A and whatever. Right. And then I really started training for triathlons and stuff, and I kind of could start to feel a difference on how I felt between when I'm eating crappy food and when I'm eating food that my wife makes. Yeah. And I think the biggest reason that I probably 
became vegan is because I can't half-ass anything. And so, like, I'm not one of those people that can, like, eat healthy, but then not, like, I can't it's one or the do other. cheat days. Like, I told you, like, how yeah. we're going to, like, reset our... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's because I've been eating like this, yeah. right, and yeah. I'm pointing at, you know, a cinnamon <laughs> pretzel and a pint of beer. Right. Like, this is how I've been eating for a couple months now. <laughs> and, like, I've been a junk food vegan. Right. Four months. You've been I've Andy Lally for a few months. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just yes. Oreos and French fries. Right. Yeah. Oreos and French true. fries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's vegan. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, I just, I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna eat healthy or have this healthy lifestyle, I'm going all the way. So I like sure. went full plant based and just, and uh, and felt great. So the pass along question for you will be Max Jones, who is at Ganassi. Now we have breakfast with him tomorrow morning. If you could ask Max Jones anything at all, what would it be? Oh man, if I could ask Max Jones. If you maybe, anything if, if you might get to meet him one day, but if not, you can reference <laughs> right, us. Right. Yeah. If I could ask him anything, <laughs> man. Um, wait, who is who passed along a question to me? Marty Smith. Marty Smith. Oh, okay, that, and that was the got it, got it. I was I was like, man, is Marty like pitching in questions for all your interviews? Okay, now I get it, I get it. It's the Marty Smith. I'd be okay That's with that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Original idea, like you didn't steal that from Jeff Gluck's. We totally questions. stole it from Jeff Gluck. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But did we really? No, it's oh, just okay. a common thing that people do. But <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, are we getting sued? You think so what do you guys know Add about Max Jones? Uh, he used to have a sweet mullet. He used to road race. He yep. won the Daytona 24 hours. He won the Sebring 12 hours. He was teamed with Calvin Fish and Robbie Gordon. He worked at Roush for a while. He's yep. got the nickname Max the Axe because he doesn't take bull <laughs> If he doesn't like it, you're gone. Mm -hmm. uh, he's hour. not very good at shuffleboard because I played him in it like two years ago at a Christmas party. Smoked him. I, I want to ask him, um, and this is, this is a very particular – how much longer are you going to do this? And when he says, well, what do you mean? You say, I don't know. How much longer are you going to do this? And let him answer it. Let him, let him tell you that he wants to work or let him tell you that he's, I don't know, whatever it is. Wherever so it goes. Let, gonna, him, let him define his Let him direction. define what this is, sure. what, whether cool. he wants to run a race team forever or morph into something else or whatever. I'm curious. Because cause and, and I guess where that comes from is you take – you know, you just list it off an entire, like I've known Max for almost 10 years and I feel like he has a career in the industry in the 10 years that I've known him. Yeah. And that is an entire career separated from the from career the you, just you just described. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like I haven't, you know, in my career hasn't even scrapped, scratched the surface. You know, if I just equivalent it, equivalented myself to what he's done in right. the racing industry, like you would have to say, Landon Castle was a Sprint Cup driver until 2020, and then he became a the you know right, worked for NASCAR corporate guy. and yeah. worked his way up to vice president. You know what I mean, or right. you know, whatever. I right. Mean, like <coughs> so, I'm kind of curious what what's where he sees the rest of his career going. On that note, you guys spend years together, uh, and and you're all you know everybody knows secrets about everybody else, and yet somehow that manages to never find its way into the public. You've driven against Johnny O'Connell. Mm -hmm. How is it that it's never gotten out that he tried to murder Dario Franchitti? Did he try to murder Dario Franchitti? I didn't know that. Um, so 2009, you went to Goodwood and drove Jeff Gordon's car up the hill, and you got awarded driver of the event. Yes. And there's everybody from Formula One drivers to rally stars and 
the whole nine yards, and you get it. Some kid from Iowa. Yeah. Why? I I can only imagine it was for one of two reasons. Great uh, hair. Okay, three reasons. <laughs> Great hair. Uh, number two, they just wanted more Americans to come in the future, so they figured they'd give an American an award. No. <laughs> no. Definitely not that. No. <laughs> uh, I did some really kick-ass burnouts yeah. at the event, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I think that they really hadn't had, like, stock cars there uh, until up until that point. And so I just started, like, you know, they're here in this big – V8, 900 horsepower, Sprint Cup car, Jeff Gordon's number on the side of it. Yeah. The guy kind of looks like Jeff Gordon, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But I just parked it on the f- front lawn and just started doing burnouts and uh, during the, on my runs up the hill. Yeah. And uh, took my steering wheel off and, like, hung it out the door. While doing a burnout? <laughs> while doing the yes. burnout, yeah, yeah. Yes. There's some video footage on YouTube. And uh, it just it got everybody pretty pumped up and yeah. excited. So that was I I think that might have been why I yeah. drove for the event. Did you meet anybody there that was like kind of put put you in awe of the whole event or like Phew, just who you get dude. to meet? I mean yeah, I don't know if you've ever. I've been never been. Way. I really want to yeah. go. But like we were we were treated really well over we there. So I got to sit at all the intimate dinners. Yeah. And, I mean, <clears throat> I had I sat between Dan Gurney and Jackie Ix. Jesus. At dinner, yeah. and like the two of them, just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, right. Like, what's <laughs> like, happening? Big like, blank smile. Oh my god! Like, high fives? No? Okay, sorry. And yeah. uh, and uh, and then Sir Jackie Stewart um, came over to me once and was like uh, introduced himself, and I introduced myself, and then he was like, "You drive a Chevrolet?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Well, someday you'll be good enough to drive a Ford." And <laughs> 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 like, what do you say? When Jackie Stewart tells you that, like, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah sir, yes, I know I'm yes, wrong. Sorry, oh, this is terrible. Sorry, <laughs> yes, you, Jackie. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> suck it. Fuck you, Jackie Stewart. Are you as big of a fan of the Austin Dillon victory celebration as we are? And what I mean by that is not a specific thing, but the fact that it keeps going. Um, man, all respect to Austin Dillon, <laughs> but I don't know his victory celebration. Oh. Has he won? Xfinity. Oh, Xfinity. Xfinity, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, oh. uh, like, I know he's pretty good and everything, but, like. <laughs> Did I miss a race <laughs> that I was in? Did I miss one of my races? Did I miss so my no, race? We're, we're, we, f- we have great entertainment watching him. What does him. he do? That's the thing. What doesn't he do? <laughs> it's a better question. So he starts with a slide. He does a f- he does yeah, he's doing the dab, dab, he dab the now. He, he does, does the dab. dab. He's got the, f- the he head first the head belly flop slide. He does, like, bullhorn whatever that is. Uh, the, yeah, the belly flop. The belly slide. flop one is pretty dumb. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's. It's important to point out that we're not stupid. Not I fans of the, Austin Dillon. Yeah, I yeah. think the dab was a bad call because it's <laughs> <laughs> just too trendy. But like, I guess here's the thing. And it, it, where I could like buy into and just support this idea of like all these is if he can get to a point in his career where he's winning so much, like Kyle Busch caliber, right. and just almost like it's touchdown dances, yeah. that would be the ultimate flex. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, but do you I'm think not, he needs I'm 17 on, elements? I'm not hating on Carl Edwards. Right. Because he's, he's, bigger he's than us. legit, and he's bigger than me, <laughs> and he's won a lot of races. <laughs> but, like, you know, when you win two races a year or whatever, and your thing is a backflip, and everybody knows you're going to do a backflip, and it's like – 
if he was winning 20 races a year, people would get tired of doing backflips. So it's like right. it'd be the ultimate flex to be like, yo, I win so much that yeah. I have to come up with these different victory <laughs> dances. Right, right. <laughs> so Kyle Busch should have yeah every time should be something different. different for him. Yeah, just just as much as like a quarter or a you know a wide receiver that scores. Because right now he's got the, the bow, right, Kyle? He just has a bow. He's yeah. always bow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wins so much that it's like ah, I came up with something different. I got tired of doing the last thing. Yeah, like that's like total flex. Right. It's not that we don't like Austin Dillon. It's that it's like, dude, just stop with the well, – like, he's got too many things. He's got the cowboy hat with manicured eyebrows. I don't like that. You can't be a cowboy and then be like, yeah, I'm at Barney's today. Uh, like, I've never seen you rock and Paul Menard were making fun of him this Sunday. For – just his, just all of his, his manscaping. Conflict. Too much okay. shit. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't be the Maverick guy with the fucking Maverick helmet, which you, you shouldn't do anyway because you're not Maverick. <laughs> like win something first, like a lot of things first. Like Kyle Busch can do the Maverick thing. You're like, do whatever you want, dude. Uh, manicured eyebrows and a cowboy hat are not. Those that doesn't happen. He's, he's he, maybe he's just finding himself. Maybe he's he is, but like just be just be Austin he's, Dillon. He's getting close. Just be Austin like, Dillon. He's getting closer to being final product. Like he's <laughs> he's he's getting there. He's he's, doing, he's all right. Yeah. I mean, but the cowboy hat thing. Yeah. Like I don't. You what are you know, doing? You're know. not a cowboy. Stop it. Yeah. yeah like, like I'm with you on the cowboy stuff, and I you know. I don't. I'm not into cowboy hats, so right. I'm gonna forever judge someone that that wears cowboy hats. So <laughs> if you wear cowboy hats, and you're listening, and you're like, "Yo, Landon's a douche because he's making fun of my cowboy hat." Just understand that it's because I don't get it. Like right. I'm not a big <laughs> right. Like, right. Like if you now here's the thing though, if you're like a rancher and you actually yes, well, yeah, right. you need protection from the sun, <laughs> right? And yeah, you, yeah, that makes sense. And you wear cowboy hats and right. you waltz into like some place. If you ride a horse with, to work with your yeah. pressed Wranglers. And a belt buckle like this because you own forty thousand <laughs> acres in Texas. Right. And do right. your thing. You know, and you have a cowboy hat that like has been passed yeah. down in generations. You yeah. you. That's sure. dope. Cool. Like, if it came out of <laughs> if it came out of a box this morning <clears throat> and then you also waxed your eyebrows and then and put like on like you're Chanel sponsored sunglasses. by the company that makes the cowboy hats. <laughs> stop. Like, just that's stop. Cool. <laughs> I don't know what we're going for here. Just be a dude. But like, if like he was just a dude, I'd be so much more in. So his beard game is getting thick. It's getting out of control. And and that's what Paul and I were talking about. And I was like, I think this is implanted. I was like, I think this is fake. <laughs> He's getting beard plugs. <laughs> beard plugs. <laughs> and so Austin, I don't know if he heard us. I don't. I can't remember. I know that I said it out loud, intending for him to hear. I did tell. I did tell Austin two weeks ago that I would totally go to a barber with him and like just get cut and like razored and everything. Right. Eyebrows. Like yeah, eyebrows, whatever. <laughs> like I would do it. Like I would I told Austin, I'm like, dude, if you ever want to go to a barber and like like go to Atlanta and go to right. like, a real barber and yeah, you yeah, get yeah. like a fade yeah. and like, you know, <laughs> and razored and get the lines. So I mean cut we're talking like a barber where like Eddie Murphy's playing every character. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right. Okay. That but it's Richard Childress. It's Richard, Richard Childress <laughs> playing every character. <laughs> The slide, I don't, I don't like the slide. No. but I, I mean, it's, it see, to me, it's not, it's not that there's a slide or a bull dance or a fucking whatever. It is. It's <laughs> it, it's that they're all together. He just keeps <laughs> adding to the repertoire. Every oh, time like he, wins. he does the slide, yeah. then he gets up and he does like, the dance and then he dabs. Yeah, they're literally taking commercial breaks, coming back, and he's still going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a motorhome, right? No. Every NASCAR driver has a motorhome though, and has a jet and makes millions of dollars. Except for me. Except for you. Yeah. So you every weekend stay in a hotel. Near the track. Who else is doing that that you wouldn't expect? Um, like Blaney just got a motorhome. Is that like the class system of NASCAR? Is like you're a trailer 
guy or you're not. Mm. Well, um, I remember, like, Keselowski had a small one, like, not that long ago. Like, two or three years ago, he didn't yeah, have, like, this crazy bus. Yeah, and he's had bus. his trailer a little – I mean, he's had his trailer for a few years now. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd say, like, probably Benedetto and a few of the younger, you know, Josh Wise doesn't take a motor home. Right. Um, I don't know. My wife and I just decided that's not how we want to – spend it's our a money, lot of money right yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty expensive i mean you guys know that game i'm sure except sporty car guys are all rich enough to bring motorhomes so yeah, it's so not true you are so far off <laughs> yeah, we have you a Honda the, odyssey you were the anti like sports car fan <laughs> like they're all rednecks you're like they're all rich like, <laughs> like no, yeah. no you live here <laughs> um <laughs> we i i just we just do the hotel thing my wife and i rented a motorhome probably five times this year right and that was nice but it's not we didn't go all you know i guess to really get the most out of the motorhome you take it to every race and it's your motorhome and you have an entire wardrobe on it and your wife has all of her cooking stuff on yeah. it and you know and it's like you don't even pack a bag and so even though we took a motorhome to five races and that was nice we also had to pack a bag and we had to bring the car seat and the strollers yeah. and uh, you know all the things that are involved with traveling with a kid and so it wasn't that much of a convenience <clears throat> other than it's just nice to have them at the track with me right uh, but I kind of enjoy the traveling and the hotel stuff and okay I mean I stay in nice hotels because I've been traveling for long enough that I'm tired of staying at crappy places yeah so if the team is not staying anywhere nice I book my own room and they reimburse me right you know the difference of what they were paying and yeah. um we got a lot of cool places that we stay we stayed at the trump in chicago that was cool nice. <laughs> we um we stay uh uh la quinta in <laughs> daytona quinta la quinta <laughs> what did you do you do the daytona la quinta i've stayed at the no, daytona we la do this every rolex 24 that's my jam because it's across the street like i like it because it's literally right there and you, you eat the wing the house every night don't yeah you? they do I, yeah yeah you it's pervert. Pretty <laughs> 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 who whose plane do you fly on uh, the team charters, or the the uh, there's actually a handful of teams that kind of go right. together and charter. For sporty car fans, um, they don't they don't know how that works. Oh, because you guys yeah, probably fly commercial everywhere. Yeah, yeah or drive. You yeah, know. I guess. Yeah. Um, so there's this there's there's just kind of a charter service that, uh, like five or six different teams. You know, all they all bring. So it's so not like people. a front we row plane. It's just your no. The we same fly on a seven thirty seven. There's you. probably 150 people on it. Yeah, and they're and all team. Like it'll be crews, crews from each team, right. and mechanics and so drivers. I and think I think our plane is typically the Roush and front row teams. Yeah, and that fills up almost 200 people. Right, right, right. On one plane, and then I think the other seven thirty seven is you know I think JTG flies on it. I think. Um, like MRN, their yeah, broadcast yeah. team. Right. You know, so there's yeah. 10 people. I think NASCAR sends probably 10 or 15 officials. I think you know it's kind of a conglomerate effort. Does it break into clicks where you're like sitting with these guys, or is it? <coughs> they have assigned seating on it. Oh, they do to mm -hmm. avoid that. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Huh. I like that. So the teams all kind of sit together. So who's who's kind of your click? Yeah, who's like the click? who's the yeah. at track who's, click? Who's your posse? Uh, probably Josh Wise. Yeah, because you guys both do like the travel. <laughs> <laughs> You guys do the triathlons together. Yeah, we do the triathlons like together. So we st we actually stay together a lot. Yeah. 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 Kind of bromance on the weekends. It's cool. Okay. It's nice. So we we have a smoke. We have a rowdy. What's what's <laughs> what's the what's the landing castle like nickname we need to have? Well, so Sean came up with a nickname for you on the way here. 
I actually don't remember. But oh, you know. Your favorite Star Wars character. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, duh. We've been saying it for like Lando an hour. Lando Calrissian. Well, yes. Well, no. Lando Castlerissian. <laughs> Castlerissian. Castle yeah, yeah. So apparently yeah. this is not the first time you've heard this. I've, I think my mom called me Lando Calrissian back when I was a kid. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's damn. the end of the show. Yep. Yeah, we're done. No more podcasts. <laughs> Have you ever complained that pro football players make more money than you? Yes. You have. Okay. Well, Damn gosh, it! They make so much money. Okay. It's ridiculous. All right. No. I think it's no, more like. It. I think <laughs> it's, it's over. No. Forget I, I, it. I think the funny thing Cotton is got the check. when it comes to um, <laughs> the different sports and stuff is like, I, I think one of the great punchlines was like, and you got this clown in L.A. that just sold his basketball team for two billion dollars. Right. And yet a NASCAR team is only worth, you know, <laughs> the, the cheap. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's built on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, I don't we, care we about lose our minds players. every time we see somebody complaining about that. About football uh, players making more making money? Making more money. Especially, like, you don't see so much in NASCAR because it's slightly healthier economically, but, uh-huh. uh, but like, IndyCar drivers are the most notorious for it. Like, oh, complaining about Complaining about, like, yeah, what? Like, We're risking our lives and going to That guy's sitting on the bench, and I, this guy's making millions of dollars with an injury, and I'm risking my life. And it's like, it's like yeah, and you f- knew that when you signed up. Yeah. So what do we, what do, we yeah, do? Yeah, there's a line of guys also, out the door that are happy to do that. Nobody yeah. watches. <laughs> we know that, that's exactly the argument that's yeah. why I get so annoyed it's like yeah, yeah. that's the business reality of it. Yeah. yeah that's I such I mean I football it. is such a good business model right for for everything I mean we really could be that business model if everything was a collective group yeah. you know like yeah. if the owners and the teams owned the all of the product and right. you know which that's not what our sports were built off of I mean we were built off this like capitalist business model yeah with where a very clear leadership. Yeah, yeah, where it's a, you know, a democracy and <laughs> we're not really a democracy, but I think capitalist is maybe a better description. Right. Where, you know, you fight for your food in our sports and the strong survives and the right. weak don't and, you know. All right. Last thing. You had your wisdom teeth removed earlier this year. That's the last. That's what you've been waiting this, this whole is, time. Yep. This is like, all that three is what you hours want to talk to about. To when you point. walked in, the first thing I thought was like, You're like oh, I'm going to save this one. This finally. is the biggest. This is the atomic bomb that I'm going <laughs> to. All right. What the <laughs> f- do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's hear it. Let's talk about my wisdom teeth. Oh, I put it on Periscope. It all right. Funny. Yeah. So <laughs> the end. <laughs> Cottonell's got the check. Shut it off. Shut it off. Well, I'm sure some of your sporty car fans don't know about the story. Let's tell it. That's correct, asshole. <laughs> Jesus. I can't wait till you have a podcast. Oh, my God. I'm going to be like listening to every episode like, I'm writing that one. I, uh, writing that one I liked you before I came, but now I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down, my favorite I told my wife that I was going to do that before. Yeah. And that she you were going like, to periscope being. Well, the best part was I don't think she thought I was serious. Well, I don't think people know what we're talking about here. Okay, so yeah, you got yeah. your wisdom teeth I got pulled. my wisdom teeth out. This year. And then this year, yes. Yeah. And I, I, pl- the oh, okay. Let's just let's just tell you what I executed, right? Okay. <laughs> Got my wisdom teeth out. It was inpatient surgery, but I, you know, they put me under all or whatever. All yeah. that stuff is, and then, or they call that outpatient. It's outpatient. Yeah, outpatient, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. Outpatient, but they put you under, and then I periscoped the next thirty minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> When you came out. Within 15 minutes of being mm-hmm. yeah, Coming up. out of the hospital, sure. 
So, anyways, I told my wife I was gonna do that beforehand. I was, I was like, I think I'm gonna periscope this. This is, I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna do after. <laughs> right, right. And sh- I don't think she thought I was serious because she was just like, that's a dumb idea. You shouldn't do that. And then, you know, I don't, and nothing ever happened of it. And I don't, because uh, I, I know that she would have like pushed me harder not to do it. Right. And, um, but we had the baby at home, and. So she wasn't really going to give me a ride, and, and it was only an hour thing. You know, it was like yeah. you had to be there at 7, and you're done at 8.30 or something. Yeah. yeah. And so I just asked my neighbor, like, hey, are you free between 7 and 8? Because I could get my wisdom teeth taken out. So <clears throat> he's like, yep, I'll give you a ride. So he took me there, dropped me off, waited. And um, the funniest thing is, like, my phone was locked out. Because they woke me up okay, and handed me my phone because I told them, like, hey, I've got my phone on me. Oh, yeah, we'll take that. And then they must have woke me up and said, hey, Landon, wake up, whatever, and here's your phone. By the time I was even coherent, my phone was locked out because I couldn't type in my password. Oh, you didn't know how like, to get I it out. I kept typing in the wrong password. Right, right, right. right. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> so I actually, to the point that I had to wait 15 minutes. For the clarity. For, for it to clear. Yeah. And and finally I got it opened up and I <laughs> fired up Periscope and <laughs> off we went. <laughs> I'm amazed you had the coherency to do it, though. It's I mean, like you make no sense in the entire process, but the fact that you were able to actually press record and or press broadcast. Yeah, I think I, was, I think I had just come down enough that I was able to get that right. fired up. If you go on YouTube, Mascar Chasm did a top <laughs> ten best moments of That's Landon Castle. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, it's just hilarious. You're just talking gibberish. You walk in, your wife's still in bed. Right. And you're like, yep. hey! And she's like, no. Get me out of here. Don't yeah. do this. Yep. That is not NASCAR behavior. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what yep. Casey Why Kane's doesn't anybody be. take me seriously? <laughs> Why can't I get what I want? <laughs> um, nah, thanks for coming and sitting down with us. Thank the, you. The, uh, all the shit you're doing, it, like, I'm an idiot. I'll laugh at anything. But Sean's like very picky about what he I'm thinks is funny. I'm a comedy snob, as you've pointed out he multiple is. times on he, this trip. He is. And he's like, did you see what Landon posted? I'm like, you don't even check Twitter. He's like, I know, but look. And he'll like <laughs> yeah, show me something. Funny, so please keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I think hopefully this episode will kind of bridge the gap from the, quote, sporty car group to the NASCAR group because I hate the fact I that can't really say on the podcast what we actually call you guys but yeah, go ahead oh no please do we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll believe it we'll believe it I want to know I want to know <laughs> am I right it's so easy it's so fun to make sporty car guys the butt of a joke yeah okay and we wonder Which why sports car fans wow. get elitist about NASCAR when okay, they're called cool. goddamn sporty maybe, cars maybe now this whole episode's useless <laughs> in that one last thing oh yeah no we hate you guys <laughs> We all know that you guys have more money than us, so it's okay. You need to you need to let go of that right now. That that needs to They're end. They're all rich. All nope. those doctors that you bring into the sport. Okay, so think about it like this. Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, he doesn't race out. anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. Is he he's, out? He's well, gone. He's out. He's Why? Gone. Well, so now we know this is getting cut out. Yeah, this is definitely not staying in. <laughs> None of the, it can't oh, anyway. Oh, now we talk about your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome to my show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to edit this? <laughs> <laughs> you can come out to California uh, in November if you want. I've recording the whole time. I plugged into the <laughs> thing over here. <laughs> oh, man, that's terrible. Are you bigger than this podcast? Are you bigger Landon? than this podcast, Landon? That's funny. All right. Continental's got the check. I'm Thanks, good. Continental, for dinner. Wow, that was such a great episode. That guest really knew how to tell a story. Did you like that Lando Castle, Rissy, and Ryan? 
I know you did. And thanks for sitting here with me as we edited it. You're welcome, Sean. I'm right here. Shout out to Landon. I absolutely love that guy. And I look forward to when he rips off our podcast and makes it huge with his NASCAR folks. So, all right. In honor of Landon, I want to play something a little bit fun. Want to do something to sort of pay homage to his Midwest roots. So here's a, uh, a band that I like quite a bit called Earthworm Ensemble. And their big hit, Corn. It's good for you. 